Good afternoon. Welcome to you. I'm glad that you're here and worshiping with us on this Wednesday of Holy Week. And welcome. Welcome to you who are, are worshiping with us uh, by live stream, maybe at your home or maybe where you work. Maybe you're, you're eating your sack lunch and, and worshiping with us today. And we're so glad that you are. I have just a couple of announcements to share with you and opportunities for, for you in the, in the next couple of days. Uh, tonight we're, uh, we're doing some special things with, uh, with all of our age groups. We're, we're doing, continuing, this will be our last kind of bonus session for our 40 days of prayer tonight. And you're welcome to join us at six o'clock uh, for, for I mean, we're gonna be talking about what to do when your answer to your prayer is delayed. So, been there, done that. So we'll be talking about that tonight in our adult Bible study. And then uh, the children are going to be um, just, I don't know. You know what they're calling it tonight, Brother Terry? They're calling it nachos and Nerf Wars in the gym. And uh, so I'm gonna keep my head low and, and just going about my business. Uh, Pastor Andy with the youth is gonna be recreating uh, the, the Last Supper with the youth and talking about uh, the Last Supper. And then they're going to be dying Easter eggs, the old fashioned boiled eggs, dyed Easter eggs. So we have, we have boiled eggs in the youth room and, and Nerf Wars in the gym with the children. What could possibly go wrong with any of that? I don't know. That's tonight. Tomorrow night is our Monday Thursday Holy Communion service, and it's one of my favorite services of the year. I absolutely love remembering uh, the night the Lord instituted this sacrament that we uh, enjoy, that, that feeds our soul. So Thursday night at 6 o'clock, come and join us for Monday Thursday service. Friday, on Good Friday, we'll have our Good Friday Tenebrae service. Uh, at six o'clock on Friday. Please come and join us for that. Children have Easter egg hunt on Saturday at 11 o'clock right here and then Easter celebration. So that's, that's a lot of announcements, but I just want, I'm excited about Holy Week and Easter here at Gadsden First. Uh, well, I wanna ask you to, uh, to stand with me and sing our opening hymn. It's number 467 in the hymnal, Trust and Obey.
Y'all are sounding good out there, I tell you. I want you to, to join me now as we go to the Lord in prayer. Will you pray with me? Oh, gracious God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day and for this week when we remember your, your passion and your sacrifice for us and the redemption, Lord, and the reconciliation to God that came through your death and resurrection. It's, it's the highlight of our Christian year, and, and we're so thankful that we get to participate in this. We're thankful for being able to gather today in the middle of our day and just take time out for you. So God, we pray that you will, will honor that, that you'll honor our, our openness and our hunger to be fed. And Father, I pray your, your blessings and your anointing on uh, our music and on the message that we will receive from Brother Terry Bentley today. Uh, just touch him now and may your words be in his mouth and may those words touch our hearts because they are from you. And Lord, we bring with us today, of course, needs that we have, burdens that we have. We have concerns, Lord, and sometimes we, we just need a little encouragement. But you are, are able, Lord, to meet all of our needs and all of the needs of those that we love according to your riches and glory. So we trust you today to do just that. And we offer our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Uh, it's my honor to, to introduce uh, our music and our speaker. Um, our, our musical duo, uh, Smith and Wilson, are, are pretty famous in, in the area. And, and I don't know, I think you can still get their Greatest Hits album if you, uh, if you look for it hard enough. No, we, uh, we love these two ladies, and I love the song they're going to sing. You're about to get blessed from the song that you're going to hear them sing today. And so, love y'all. And I also love this guy right here. Terry Bentley is, uh, is um, just a friend and a brother. He's also my boss. So y'all, uh, <laughs> keep that in mind. Um, We've had such, we've had a lot of fun with Pastor Woody and Pastor Tony on Monday and Tuesday. I told, I told Brother Terry, I said, we had the fun guys on Monday and Tuesday. And he said, well, you got the old dog on Wednesday, but look, what, what, uh, what Terry Bentley has is, is something those other guys don't have yet. Terry has 45 years of service to God and his church and he will be retiring this year. Thank you for your faithful service, Terry. Thank you for your friendship and your leadership in this conference. We look forward to hearing what Terry says to us. So without further ado, Smith and Wilson. <laughs>
God. Thank you for that beautiful, beautiful message and song. I want to thank uh, Pastor Sam and wonderful folks from Gadsden First United Methodist for inviting me today uh, not to just preach or speak, but to enjoin you on your journey through Holy Week. Sam was very nice when he introduced me and talked about the other guys being the fun guys and I was the old guy. I actually told him, they're the fun guys, I'm the boring guy. And, and that's probably gonna be the case. But I'll tell you, after doing this for 45 years, I'm still intimidated by this. This place, this moment, is so much bigger than any individual, especially an individual that understands that there is not one single thing that I can say or do that would hold a candle to the powerful truth of the Word of God that's revealed to us. This Holy Week that we're in the midst of, the most holy time of the year for Christians, it's holy and so special because it's not just a mere collection of stories in a contrived narrative, but rather this is the story of real people in real time and space living out the last week of the life of the Lord Jesus on this earth. The pain is real, the celebration's real, and we're invited into that this afternoon. The week really started last Sunday. And it started with uh, Jesus coming to town. It was accompanied by palm branches and praise choruses fit for a king. And then on Monday, Jesus caused havoc in the city when he turned over some tables and really challenged their marketplace religion. On Tuesday of that week, the Son of Man arrived and stood outside of the Holy Temple on the teaching steps. And he shared a message that caused some people to shout hallelujah and others, oh me. And we have now arrived on Wednesday of that week, that Holy Week long ago, and that Holy Week in 2022. On this particular day, we remember the sound of silence. Maybe that would be a good title for a song, The Sound of Silence. And young folks, they have no idea what I mean by that. But Simon and Garfunkel did. This day, even though the sound of silence was everywhere, there is a, an anointing in Bethany, some private time with his disciples, a little table talk. But on this particular day, this becomes the day of betrayal. And betrayal, oh, what a immortal word that is. Have you ever felt the sting of betrayal? You know what I'm talking about. I mean deep, painful betrayal. Betrayed by one you love, a spouse, a parent that birthed you, 
a child that you helped birth, a friend, a confidant, a co-worker that you trusted totally, that person in your accountability group that you had shared the deepest parts of your life with, or that special person you thought would actually lay down their life for you, and vice versa. The trail is brutal. It's heartbreaking, it's nasty, and it's something that completely knocks you off kelter. Betrayal causes us to stop, recalibrate, reevaluate, try to find a way forward, or at least causing us to lean forward. If you've ever experienced that kind of betrayal and the pain it causes, you'll identify with the text I'm about to share with you. Jesus in John chapter 13, he had just told his disciples that the enemy out there was in here. He had just told them that there was a betrayer, a spy in the group. And then he starts to share the story of the text for today. In John chapter 13, beginning in verse 21, after he had said this, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified. Very truly, I tell you, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which one of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, ask him which one he means. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, it is the one to whom I will give the piece of bread when I, dip, when I have dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. So Jesus told him, what you're about to do, do quickly. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him. Since Judas had charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what he needed for the festival, to give something to the poor. As one, or as soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out and it was dark. While the events described by John may be the most ignored events of the Holy Week, certainly they're numbered among the most painful. Today, the day of betrayal finds the enemy not outside among the Roman soldiers, nor huddled in with the Jewish Sanhedrin, but rather inside the tight circle of Jesus' followers. Jesus' leadership team. Someone has written, the infidelities of the faithful are the ones that most pain our Lord. That may have been the sentiment in the room. I wonder if this was the part of the passion that week 
that was the most painful to our Savior. Maybe more painful than the nails that pierced his hands or the spear that was placed in his, in his side. More than being rejected and lied about in a makeshift trial. Betrayal is deep. Betrayal is crushing. It pierces both heart and soul. It leaves a person violated and a person empty. Betrayal is honing and it's a dreadful act. And then there is the mental torture of the loss. Loss of what once was, loss of what could have been, loss of what should have been. Jesus must have seen something, though, in the betrayer Judas. He actually called him to be one of his disciples, one of the twelve, one that would have been the cornerstone of this new kingdom. Judas must have seen something in Jesus because he left everything to follow him. And then the disciples, they also must have seen something of value in Judas. They elected him to be treasurer, the keeper of the money. Go figure. How could something with so much potential end with something with so much tragedy? Judas was the only Judean in the bunch. He had close relationship with the political extremists, the zealots. He anticipated a Messiah. He longed for a Messiah. He had prayed for a Messiah, one that would come and look a little bit like the reincarnation of King David, one that would be filled with political and military might. You might say Judas was orthodox. You bet he was orthodox. But nevertheless, he had followed Jesus. For three years he followed him. Day and night, week by week, moment by moment, he was there. He had heard him preach those exhilarating sermons down by the Sea of Galilee. He, he, he was there when he opened the eyes of the blind. He was there when Jesus performed the miracles and fed the multitudes. He loved the Master. And he loved what the Master had taught. He was there when Jesus ministered to the social outcasts and the throwaways of society. For three years he was there every moment of the time. Social activist? Absolutely, he fits the bill. So how could this all come down like it did? Some have said that Judas was just simply greedy. And, and he took the opportunity to sell out a friend for 30 pieces of measly silver. Others have said that Jesus, Judas betrayed him because he was disenchanted. He betrayed him because this was not the Messiah that he signed up to follow. 
He signed up to follow a Messiah that acted like a Messiah. But now, but now, Jesus had underperformed, had done a bait and switch on him. Still others try to defend Judas. And Judas had grown impatient, they say, waiting for the Messiah to make his move. He really believed in him, he did, but Jesus was now too passive. Someone had to force the issue. And they say that Judas believed if he made the first move, Jesus would step up and become the Jesus, the Messiah he had signed up to follow. Judas was tired of passivity, and he was ready for some power to prevail. Probably we will never know what was in the heart of Judas. We'll never know the answer to the why. But what we do know from his subsequent actions, he never believed in the slightest that his friend would die. And we know the betrayal brought Judas to a brutal end. Now this is the first thing I want you to hear in this. It didn't have to end that way for Judas. And in the midst of our struggle, in our pain, it doesn't have to end that way either. Yes, Judas betrayed the master before the Sanhedrin, sold him out. But Peter also rejected Jesus and sold him out, standing beside a fire, warming himself in the courtyard. And when we read the rest of the narrative for this week, it says that every single one of the disciples fled away in the darkness of night. All of us have had our moments of great faith, and that's good. But likewise, we have inflicted upon our Lord the very pain of betrayal. And I'll just speak for myself. Some days I feel like the betrayed. But other days, I'm the betrayer. So I'm sure just like you, we have been on both sides of this coin. This is a week that's filled with introspection and lots of self-examination. We have walked the journey through Lent. We're almost home. And now we stand on the precipice of the darkest day in human history, at least through the lens of human understanding. Before us is a final meal, a time of foot washing, the loneliness of Gethsemane, in the agony of the cross. But this day, we take a long, hard look at our lives and reflect on the betrayals. Betrayals we have felt that crushed our hearts and broken our spirits. Then betrayals we've inflicted on those we love, even betrayals of our Lord. Those betrayals have deep scars, and they leave slow healing wounds. Those betrayals leave us feeling unlovable, unworthy, and cold. Those betrayals 
have left our trust receptors damaged. Likewise, they leave us with troubled spirits. But even in the midst of this tragic lesson from Holy Week, I'm here to share a word of hope and a word of grace with you. And it's very simple. It doesn't have to end for us like it ended for Judas. First, Jesus understands what it means to experience betrayal. He fully identifies with those who feel most betrayed and those who feel most broken this afternoon. In any time a group this size gathers, there's always enough brokenness to go around. We just have to name our own. And certainly it will not make the hurt and the pain mysteriously go away, but we will know without a shadow of a doubt that we do not experience this alone. Jesus shares our pain. He shares his strength with us to persevere and go on. And secondly, even after betrayal, Jesus never stopped loving. I want to say that one more time. Even after betrayal, Jesus never stopped loving. Betrayal causes persons to withdraw and shut ourselves off from life. Once we have become the betrayer, we often say things like this. Can it ever be the same again? We tend to just learn to live with the pain of failure and accept the fact that our failure has become a death sentence to us. In spite of knowing of the coming failures, coming in the lives of his disciples, he still fed them, he washed their feet, he nurtured them, and the scripture says that he loved them to the very end. Even after the betrayals and the denial of Peter, even after every one of his disciples fled into the darkness, Jesus restored them. He restored them to the place from whence they had fallen. Now, I know we're in a very sacred place, but that should get an amen. Because all of us have been there. And we have needed to shout amen. It didn't have to end that way for Judas. And it doesn't have to end that way for us. Jesus was betrayed. It was not the end. It was only the beginning. So I leave you with a charge this afternoon. As you walk through the remainder of this holy week, draw closer to him this week than you've ever been in all your life. Share your burdens and your brokenness and place them upon him because his burden is light. Follow him the rest of this week, even in the moments when it's painful. Follow him to the cross, but please don't stop there. Meet him at a place of hope that comes this Sunday morning. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit,
Amen. Thank you so much, Brother Terry. Appreciate it so much. I do want to, to remind you that, that following our benediction, you're going to get an opportunity to have something that you can't get in any barbecue restaurant um, in town. You're going to get Stan Walker barbecue uh, upstairs, and that's a very special recipe that nobody, not just anybody has, okay? Uh, you are seriously invited to go and have lunch upstairs with us, and it will be barbecue, and it is the Stan Walker recipe barbecue, and it's, it's special to us because uh, Stan and Pat were instrumental in helping us uh, start our ladle of love where we feed the hungry on Fridays. So it is special, uh, and we will hope you'll join us. Lunch is $5. It's right at, through the store and upstairs in our gathering room, and we hope that you'll be with us. But uh, join me now as we close in prayer and our closing prayer is also going to be a blessing for our food so that when you get upstairs you can go ahead and start in the line okay all right let's pray god help us to to take a good long look at, at ourselves and to look even more closely at you as we continue to journey this holy week lord Help us to remember that the worst thing that happens to us will not be the last thing that happens to us. And Jesus, thank you for everyone uh, who's come to here today, for all those who joined us by live stream. Thank you for the food we're about to participate in and share and gather around the table. Bless that, Lord, to nourish our body, bless our fellowship. We ask all of this in Christ's name. Amen. Join peace. Thank you.